It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The old adage is the more things change, the more they stay the same. And that remains the case with BYU football when it comes to scheduling home games against the SEC. Why did Tennessee back out of their 2023 return trip to Provo? We'll get into that. We'll also talk about what the future is for BYU when it comes to scheduling SEC foes. Is this the end of that such snobbery when it comes to BYU football and getting jilted by SEC teams? We'll get into all that and a whole lot more ahead on today's edition of Locked on Cougars. You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah, as the executive producer of DJ and PK in the morning. And a huge thank you once again for your continued support of this podcast. Always a privilege to be with you guys, and thank you for making us your first listen of the day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. We are on YouTube. If you're watching me on video, obviously you can see my hat wall behind me. Right down here in the right corner I'm pointing to, hit that follow for more pods button. Essentially, it subscribes you to the channel channel like rate review uh, comment on the show like this show thank you so much for your support of this podcast we are closing in on 500 youtube subscribers in just over a month's time absolutely incredible response from you out there in cougar nation so cannot thank you guys enough for your support of the podcast and hope you guys continue to find it of worth every single day all right getting going on today's show byu will not be opening the 2023 football season against the tennessee volunteers and that is a bummer dear a deal. It's a raw deal if you're a BYU fan because any of you and myself included who traveled to Knoxville during the 2019 season were treated to an absolutely phenomenal environment and I was very much looking forward to seeing Rocky Top making the trip west to play in the top of the Rockies against the BYU Cougars. But as such, Tennessee pulled an old fast one on BYU and is buying themselves out of the return trip to Provo. They will pay upwards of $2 million according to reports and that comes on the backs of them announcing they're going to be a marquee non-conference game in Nashville, Tennessee at the home of the Tennessee Titans, Nissan Stadium. They'll take on the Virginia Cavaliers in that game in 2023, replacing that trip to BYU. Now, is this something that's new? Absolutely not. If any of you paid attention to BYU history, know that there was a previously agreed to series between BYU and Alabama in the 1990s that BYU played at Bryant-Denny Stadium in 1998. The only time that BYU and Alabama have ever squared off was down there in Tuscaloosa. There was supposed to be a return game to Provo in that series. Tennessee, not Tennessee, Alabama conveniently enough got themselves out of that game and Tennessee is following a similar similar game plan here, but it will cost them $2 million. That's not an insignificant amount of money that BYU will collect and they will obviously be able to retool some of that money and go out and find a new opponent for the 2023 season, but if you're a BYU fan who wants to see marquee opponents in Lavelle Edwards Stadium, especially SEC teams, well, this is just kind of the 
par for the course when it comes to the SEC. They are more than happy to come to have BYU come to their home venues, in this case Alabama at Bryant-Denny Stadium, BYU going to Neyland Stadium to play in that environment. And BYU got the win in 2019. That was really, really thrilling to watch. Tyson Williams is still getting carried across the goal line, it feels like, all these many years later. But the thing is, Tennessee is pulling something that I, frankly, am not surprised by. They have literally zero interest in making the trip west, especially west of the Mississippi River. SEC teams, especially upper echelon teams, and hey, your definition of what Tennessee might be in the SEC, upper echelon might be a stretch, but SEC teams are very reticent to travel long ways for road games. Uh, BYU has obviously been hoping to get marquee teams like this in Lavelle Edwards Stadium. They have miss- they have had Mississippi State in twice. Uh, Arkansas will be just the second SEC team to play a game in Provo. That'll be this October. But now we've had Alabama and now Tennessee spurn return trips to Provo. And it's something that I fully can't uh, agree with, but I understand if that makes sense because the SEC, they think of themselves as the big dogs in college football. And if they can play games in their home state, in this case for Tennessee, you go across the state and play in Nashville where you have a fan base there. It's obviously going to be a great opportunity for them. And the uh, announcement from Tennessee, the quote in here, let me see if I can find it. It's from the Tennessee athletic director. It says that, um, let's see, I expect we'll have a much larger contingent of fans in Nashville. Nashville than would have been able to travel to Utah. Okay, I got my quibbles with that. Our fans have also heard me talk about the importance of finding new revenue to grow our operating budget, and playing Virginia at Nissan Stadium is an opportunity for a net positive revenue game, albeit it costs you $2 million right off the top of the gate to send to BYU to get yourself out of this contest. I look at this and say, okay, you know what? Thanks, but no thanks, Tennessee. And I think at BYU, you're going to look at this and say, you know what? Why would we want to schedule you guys again if you're just going to pull another fast one on this? You'd have to have like an ironclad agreement that just absolutely stipulates that the first game in a series moving forward with Tennessee is played in Provo. You want that game in Provo, and I completely understand why BYU would pursue something like that if such an opportunity presented itself. Now, the question will be who will BYU open with in 2023? Because they've already announced that the Arkansas game has been moved to September 18th. Currently, Southern Utah is the other game on the schedule. It is scheduled for a mid-November tilt in Provo, but that game, I think, very easily could be moved to wherever it needs to be moved to. FCS teams are just looking for a paycheck and they will essentially tell you where do you want us, when do you want us, and we'll show up and play that game. Now, I think this is actually in some ways a positive for BYU, especially in the case of if Jaron Hall, as we all expect, I think everybody out there expects that this will be his final year in a BYU uniform. Obviously, having an opener against Tennessee in 2023 could have been a very, very tough matchup for a guy like Jacob Conover in, in theory, his first career start for the BYU football program. And that is going to be something I think might be a little bit of a benefit for BYU, where they can go out and maybe find another G5 type program and bring them in, pay them some money and allow it to be more of a soft landing for the first game for Jacob Conover in his BYU debut as the number one quarterback for the Cougars. Now, obviously that means that Cade Fennigan could be in the mix for that, that 
another transfer quarterback. Who knows who it ultimately might be, but this is an opportunity for that. I am interested to see if BYU might revisit uh, the home game they previously had scheduled with UNLV in 2023 and see if the Rebels are amenable to maybe signing a one-game deal where they come to Provo in 2023, and then that's it. They had a home-and-home series in 2023 and 2024 that was called off just, what, not even a month ago, according to Dave McCann. You may revisit that, but there are a number of number of other teams out there that you could pursue. I think that UTEP has an opening. If I saw my reporting, uh, saw the reports were correct. Some other G5 programs that you can probably ink and pay them maybe a million of the $2 million you're getting from the SEC, pocket the other million, and get that program in Provo and open the season that way. I think that this is uh, obviously a slap in the face if you're BYU because you wanted to have Tennessee in your house. You wanted to have one of the premier SEC brands out there. And like I said, your definition of what premier is in the sec may 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 differ but tennessee is a name brand they pack that knoxville that knoxville's got a hundred thousand seat stadium and it is in the middle of nowhere it feels like in many ways but they pack it byu fans you experienced it if you went out to knoxville to be part of that game i was there in person it was absolutely a phenomenal environment. But you know what? Now you move forward. I think in some ways this is a benefit for BYU, but at the same time, the prestige factor you're always chasing if you're BYU, that is the disappointment about it. And I want to expand on that a little bit more. Are the days of BYU getting spurned or being overlooked or being taken advantage of as a G5 slash independent program going to be over when BYU joins the Big 12. I'll try and explain more about this because it also involves what happened with BYU softball on Sunday. We talked a little bit about this yesterday, them getting spurned in terms of their opportunity to get into the NCAA tournament. Could all that be a thing of the past when BYU joins the Big 12? We'll get into that here in just a moment. First, though, a word on our friends over at Built Bar. I want you guys to check out an incredible new product from Built Bar. I've talked a lot about the Built Bars over the years, the Puffs, the regular Built Bar, the built branded companies have a million different products it feels like but the best part is this brand new puff it's called birthday cake puff is maybe the most delicious thing I have ever had when it comes to a built bar and I've had plenty of them trust me I am a huge aficionado this is not bluster this is not me making something up I love built bars and the birthday cake puff is absolutely incredible it's literally like you stuck your finger in a tub of frosting licked it off your finger it's that type of flavor and the best part is it's healthy for you guys along the way. 16 grams of protein, just 150 calories, just 9 grams of sugar. You cannot beat it. Make every day your birthday with Built's Birthday Cake Puffs. Uh, Built has been taking the delicious experience of biting into a fresh slice of birthday cake and robed it in 100% white chocolate and added sprinkles on top for good measure. Give it a shot. Get to Built.com right now. While you're there, use the promo code LOCKED15. That is L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 for 15% off your order. You heard that right. Promo code LOCKED15 at Built.com. Order the Birthday Cake Puffs. They're available for just a limited time promo code locked 15 to built.com enjoy the best tasting protein bars and do it with our friends at built bar it's Kubota orange day shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors zero turn mowers and utility vehicles including the number one selling compact tractor in the usa and now through june 30 get zero percent apr for 84 months or up to 3300 off select compact tractors see the details at kubotaorangedays.com your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. 
Thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars your first listen every day. Want to make sure you guys go over and check out the Locked On NBA Big Board Show. It is hosted by Raphael Barlow from NBA Draft Junkies. He's the author of the NBA Big Board Newsletter. He is joined by such luminaries as Richard Stamen, Sam Ferris, and Leif Tulin to give fans an in-depth look at the NBA Draft. They have mock drafts, player rankings, and of course, big boards for you guys getting you ready for the NBA Draft later this summer. It is free and available wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so let's talk a little bit about the future for BYU. BYU when it comes to the over, overall prestige factor for BYU. The Big 12 is coming, and obviously I think every BYU fan, and yours truly included, is super excited to see BYU in the Power 5. Will that mean that in the case of what we just saw with Tennessee canceling their game against 20, in 2023 in Provo, will that in the future be a thing of the past for BYU? I can't guarantee it, but I think that if a program like Tennessee, let's say BYU had already been in the Big 12 for maybe a couple of years, now and the 2023 schedule is coming along. I think Tennessee would have been a, a bigger. Uh, maybe it would have been more pressure on them. That's what I'm trying to say. More pressure on them to play that game in Provo for the prestige factor saying, you know, we are the SEC. We will go play a team like BYU and show them what's what because we're the dominant Power 5 program and Power 5 conference out there. Let's go establish our authority, our authority, if you know that reference as well. But the interesting part about this will be a program like Florida. uh, Utah obviously is opening their season in Florida this season with a return trip to Utah in 2023. Florida, if I'm not mistaken, has not traveled outside the Sunshine State and outside of like the greater SEC market area in literally decades for a non-conference matchup. Uh, the thing about this is the SEC thinks that they are top dog, top billing when it comes to college football. And I think it would be an interesting dynamic to see what happens once BYU is actually in the power five. I think the litmus test will be a thing like the Utah game. And I know that talking about the Utes here is not necessarily the most advantageous thing for my listens and my download numbers, but I am interested to see if Florida actually follows through on traveling to Salt Lake City in 2023 after Utah makes that trip to Gaines this fall. If that happens, I think that's an indication that, okay, the SEC understands if you're going to go up against a power five opponent, you're going to go play that game. You got to make sure that you go out there and establish the brand, no matter where it might be. It's a long trip. I get that. I get that Tennessee is probably thinking, man, do we really want to make that trip to Provo in September and have to return all the way back to Knoxville? I get all that goes into it, but I think it's much easier for a power five opponent like Tennessee to back out on BYU, who is not a power five opponent yet when they have that opportunity to do so. And maybe once BYU establishes themselves a little bit more in the power five ranks, maybe they would have been more inclined to play that game, or maybe they would have been actually more inclined to cancel it outright. If at all possible, it's just a very interesting dynamic here because I think that you're seeing multiple programs in the BYU athletic department. Their time in the WCC has been very beneficial because BYU found a landing spot for all their athletic programs when they left the Mountain West Conference and needed to find something on short notice, especially after what Fresno State, Nevada, and was who else was it? The other I don't remember who's the other program that uh, kind of burned that whack deal for BYU, but. 
The biggest thing is the WCC has been a good landing spot for BYU, but it's cost them in terms of national prestige opportunities in the postseason and the like. Think about it. Women's volleyball, they have had issues in terms of getting the overall seeds that they probably are deserving of being a member of the West Coast Conference because it's considered a middling conference when it comes to women's volleyball. Softball, I talked about this yesterday. The softball uh, portion of the WCC is just pillow soft. It is one of the worst softball conferences in the entire country. And I don't take any uh, pleasure in saying that. I'm just simply stating a fact. And when you're a one-bid conference, you lose that game, the second game to LMU. Well, guess what? You put yourself behind the eight ball, and obviously it costs BYU their first NCAA regional bid in 16 or 17 years. It's absolutely uh, just a a criminal thing because there are programs out there. I think Texas A&M made the NCAA tournament in women's softball with a 28-26 and record, including a 6-18 and record in SEC action. Yes, they won barely a quarter of their games in the SEC, and they still are in the NCAA tournament. BYU is going to benefit from going into the Big 12 because they will be on the right side in most of these selection committees' minds of being, quote-unquote, part of the Big time. It's a sad fact of the matter right now is that these selection committees are favoring the Power 5 conferences and it's because the Power 5 conferences are putting a lot of pressure on these selection committees, especially when it comes to men's basketball, women's basketball, etc. They want their programs in the NCAA tournament. They have some sway with these committees and guess what? They're using it to their advantage. So I can completely understand why this scenario is playing out for BYU, but the good news is in 2023, July 1 2023 things are going to change for the Cougars and that is a positive thing because I I can't guarantee that Tennessee would have backed out if BYU were already in the Power 5. Maybe they would have, but I can remember back in the 1990s when Alabama backed out of that deal. Alabama essentially said, no, we're not going to play in Provo and what are you going to do about it? That was their whole mentality when it came to that return game in Provo. They had zero interest in playing in Provo. They were more than happy to have BYU come to Bryant-Denny Stadium and have Sean Alexander run roughshod in that game. Uh, Any of you who remember that trip to Bryant-Denny Danny, I've talked to with another enough BYU football players that it was a it was a once in a lifetime experience to experience Bryant Denny Stadium, and then in Bryant Denny Stadium now is almost peanuts uh, back then to compare to what it is now. It's completely different, but. The simple fact of the matter is BYU is finally going to be in the big time. They are going to be a power five team and that is going to give them benefits and just opportunities that is going to completely change their circumstances. No longer will you, if you go out and have an absolutely incredible record of 42 and 10 in softball, for example, or you go out and practically run the table in the West Coast Conference when it comes to women's volleyball. No longer will you be underseated relative to what you probably should be deserving of when it comes to that. If you go out in the Big 12, in the new era of the Big 12 with BYU as a member, and if the softball team puts up, let's say, a 35-20 and 20 record, they're going to make the NCAA tournament. You have a winning record. More often than not, you are going to make the postseason out of that conference versus sitting on the bubble when it comes to the West Coast Conference. It's so hard to look at and accept that that is how simple the formula is, but in many ways, the formula is truly 
that simple for BYU. You get into the Big 12, you're part of the big time, you are Power 5, and you are going to be the beneficiary of that soon enough. The only thing that you have to be wary of is making sure that your programs are up to snuff when they get into the Big 12. It is going to absolutely increase and ratchet up the strength of schedule, the intensity, the overall difficulty of winning games going into the Big 12 across the entire spectrum of the athletic department for BYU when they join the Big 12. Softball, I'll be honest, I think that softball is going to absolutely need to upgrade their talent base. They've done a good job for many, many years beating WAC and PCSC and MWC and now WCC opponents. Well, guess what? The Big 12's got the likes of Oklahoma. I know that Oklahoma is going to be leaving at some point, but you have Oklahoma State, Houston, you have a Texas Tech. You have high-level softball programs. Baseball is the same thing. Baseball right now is having an incredible run. They're on a nine-game winning streak, but the competition in the WCC versus the Big 12 in baseball, there's no comparison. And that's nothing against the WCC. It's just simply fact, simply a fact that the money that's being pumped into these programs at the Power 5 level versus the WCC level, it is apples and oranges. You are going to have to upgrade your talent base, your overall production. You're going to have to invest at an astronomical rate. And that goes for football, men's basketball, women's basketball, uh, men's and women's tennis, track and field. Across the board, BYU is going into a new era of their athletic department. And it just gets more and more difficult the further you go in to what it looks like for BYU as they get ready to join the Big 12. But the fun part is, if you go out and have success, you have winning records in the Big 12, you can guarantee that you are going to be the beneficiary of the benefit of the doubt moving forward rather than riding out the bubble and sweating it out thinking, wow, did we do enough to make it? Yes, does BYU softball probably deserve a spot in the postseason? Absolutely. But you know what? It's the reality is that the uh, the WCC gets one bid. LMU beat you two out of three, they get the bid. And it sucks to suck if you're BYU, even though you're 42 and 10. It's just a simple fact that the the NCAA selection committee, they wanted to find a way to keep BYU out. And guess what? It was really simple to do it by saying, you know what? This is a one big league and that's what we're going with. And man, it, it hurts because if you're, a, if you're a BYU fan, you want to see BYU teams in the postseason. And that softball team was on a 17-game win streak. Who's to say they wouldn't be rolling into that regional and have a chance to go out and win it? They have only been to the Super Regional once in those 16 years going to the regionals in softball. And I think that the, the thing about BYU is when they've played in those regionals, I think there have been many times they have realized, oh, man, maybe we did feast on lesser opponents. And maybe the NCAA Selection Committee kind of used that as a crutch to say, yeah, you're not making it at BYU. And it hurts. It, it truly does. And I meant to talk more about football in this in this realm, but I think that moving forward, it'll be tougher and tougher, I think, for SEC and other Power 5 teams to justify having BYU go to their house, play a game, and then not make that return trip. Because it just looks like egg on your face if you're going to duck a fellow Power 5 opponent. And that's what BYU is going to be. And that's the good news is, BYU is on their way into the Power 5. The big time that BYU fans have hoped and dreamed of for over a decade now, if not longer than that, decades in most people's minds probably, 
It's here. It is just over a year away. Well, 14 months, 13 months and change. It is coming fast. And I, for one, I cannot wait to see BYU in the big time being a member of the Power Five. All right, coming up here in just a minute, we'll catch up on the other news involved in BYU athletics, including an interesting new sponsor for BYU and the Big 12. We'll get to all that here in just a second. First, though, a word on our friends over at Bet Online. Our partners over at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all of your betting needs and sports information needs. Find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball scores, the big fights in both UFC and boxing, and even next season's NFL futures, all now at BetOnline.net. It is your continued source for all of your sports wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action available to you now. It's all courtesy of your friends at BetOnline, where the game starts. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months, or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. All right, as we go out the door here on this Tuesday edition of the show, a uh, couple of things that I wanted to note before we go on today's podcast is that the Big 12 Conference announced yesterday, and I'm actually recording this on the day it was announced on Monday, but it says the Big 12 announces that Old Trapper will be the official jerky of the Big 12. Yes, the Big 12 will now have an official jerky sponsorship. You can't tell me that anything is uh, is sponsorable now. The fact that the Big 12 has a jerky sponsorship is absolutely incredible. Old Trapper will now be the presenting sponsor of Big 12 Football and Basketball Media Days, as well as the new Big 12 Football Studio Show on the Big 12 Now channel on ESPN+. The interesting part about that, that dynamic saying that ESPN Plus is going to have a Big 12 Football Now channel, well, that may indicate that if you have not gotten ESPN Plus when it comes to your BYU sports that are outside of football and in maybe some of the lesser games that BYU plays moving into the Big 12, ESPN Plus is going to be a critical part of your BYU sports viewership. If you have not subscribed to it already, I would encourage you guys to do so because it is going to be something that BYU is going to be featured on. Uh, that a deal with the official jerky of the Big 12 with Old Trapper begins July 1. Now, on a personal note, I have never tried Old Trapper Beef Jerky. I've seen plenty of advertisements for it. I'm going to have to give it a shot. I'm I'll, I'll, I'm going to get it. Maybe we'll do it live on air. Maybe we'll do a, a broadcast where I pull out some Old Trapper Jerky and give it a shot on this podcast. I, I've never tried Old Trapper. I've kind of been partial to Oberto, uh, some of the homemade stuff. I have family members who like to hunt. Uh, they bring home and process deer jerky and that type of stuff. I am a huge fan of jerky. I just have yet to have tried Old Trapper jerky. So, I guess I'll have to support the Big 12 and sustain the 12, as some people say on social media, by supporting Old Trapper Beef Jerky moving forward here. Just kind of one of those funny, unique dynamics when it comes to college sports. It's just... I laugh when I see stuff like this. You just look at it and say, really? Is that what we really are going for? Uh, one final note here is that the NCAA regionals are ongoing in Stockton, California for BYU golf. I'm pulling this up on my phone. You can look at this right here. Uh, BYU finished round one. There are three rounds of this. This will be taking place Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. So round one here on Monday is in the books. BYU is sitting in fourth place with Carson Lundell and David Timmons, each posting a three under par. So a fantastic start to the tournament for BYU. A note, the top five 
teams from this regional out there in Stockton, California will make the NCAA championships down there in Arizona. They're playing at Greyhawk Golf Club. That'll be, I think, May uh, the end of this month. They'll be playing down there at one of the famed courses in Arizona. That'll be the NCAA championships. But a good start for BYU, solidly inside the top five. If they can maintain that position, they will punch their ticket to the NCAA championships. Still a long way to go, though. you got two more rounds on Tuesday and Wednesday to prove yourself in that regional, but a solid start for Bruce Brock Banking Company when it comes to the NCAA regionals. All right, that is going to do it for today's edition of the show. I had originally planned on today's show to talk about some of the um, the early buzz about Jaron Hall when it comes to his quarterback ability, when it comes to the NFL draft in 2023. You know what? We'll get to that tomorrow. We'll read some of the scouting reports I have seen, what I make of them. We'll get to all that on tomorrow's show. So thank you once again for making us your first listen of the day. want to encourage you guys now to get over and make Locked On Big 12 your second listen of the day. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast, just like this one. It is a fantastic roundup of all the news in the Big 12 daily with Josh Neighbors. Get it free and available, like I said, wherever you get podcasts just like this one. And also, one other note, please make sure you follow this show on social media. Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Search out Locked On Cougars. My personal Twitter feed, if you'd like to weigh in there, is Jacob C. Hatch. And as always, you can email the show, LockedOnBYU at gmail.com is the email address. And always love hearing from you guys, getting your comments, concerns, advertising inquiries, all the like. I really do appreciate your guys' support of this venture every single time you guys reach out. It means the world to me. All right, that's going to do it for today's show. Once again, thank you for joining us. Have a great rest of your day. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast for May 17th, 2022, and we will catch you guys tomorrow. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.